Hello and welcome to Failsafe Fitness Podcast. Season 2, episode 30. This is the finale, folks. It's been 30 whole weeks of me jibbering on all the way through the summer about your fitness, your nutrition, and your golf. This is the season finale, as you know. We are going to look at the five most asked questions about fitness, five most asked questions about nutrition, and five most asked questions over the last few weeks on golf. My name is, as always, Michael Joshua. I am the owner of Failsafe Fitness Limited. If you've seen me through the summer whilst playing golf, much appreciated. Thank you very much. Members Day is going to be on Sunday, the 15th of October. Tea times are booked between 11 and half past 11. So we have about four, maybe five tea times if we do have more than that. A few people turn up on the day. It's £15. That includes nine holes of golf. You have also got your dinner with that as well and there are some fantastic prizes one of which is going to be a full set of Arcos tags for your golf clubs unfortunately there's no subscription with that I'm not going to be responsible for that kind of deal but you are going to get the opportunity to put those grips into your clubs and then you can sign yourselves up if you want to but those Arcos Data is fantastic for tracking your shots and improving your game. So that is to the individual winner. We also have prizes for the best overall team as well. Format for that is going to be fairly simple. You're all going to be split into teams of three. You have your own individual score and the best score from each hole, not each player, but the best player score goes into column D and that goes towards the team score so if you do want to join us you have until 12 o'clock Tuesday the 11th of October to let me know and we can get you all booked in as I say this is the finale of season two it's been 30 weeks of fun this is the I think it's the second or third. That's the third. It's actually the third. It's the third your questions answered. If there's anything you would like to know, anything you need more information on, or anything like that, then failsafefitness at hotmail.com. That's failsafefitness at hotmail.com. Send your questions in, whether they be fitness, nutrition, or golf related. And in a about it's going to be about six about six or eight weeks time now we will go through those questions again uh, in season three just catching up with my week um, I haven't played a lot of golf at all um, Himley has got a little damp it's a little sodden underfoot it's a little hard going because we haven't been able to cut the rough that much uh, greens are getting a little wet it's winter's on its way the rain is here Still played some okay golf. Putting has been a challenge, obviously, because of the mud that's getting dragged on the greens off the fairways. But it's been okay. I've not been too bad. I haven't hit my goal of getting myself down to single figures this year. My handicap's gone back up to 11.5. 
um, from 11.1. Uh, I haven't really been playing that well. Um, and I've got to be honest, taking two and a half shots off this year, if I can do the same again next year, I'll be quite happy because I haven't really played a lot of golf this year at all. Um, new business, new starts, new, new, more money, more problems is what they say. But yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting week. Um, we're ticking over now. We dethatched some of the greens at Himley as well. Um, I'm looking forward to being uh, not a man of leisure, but looking forward to the grind over the winter. Um, most of the people who know me know that I put, like a lot of people through COVID, put quite a bit of weight on. I put about three stones. There's about two stone that needs to come off. Um, I'm not looking to drop that over the winter at all. I'm looking to drop about a stone. So, yeah, I'm going back in the gym, getting some hard work in just three times a week, and we'll see where we go from there. Some information for you as well. Um, short game Sundays. No more short game Sundays. That is done. Um, very thank you very much to everybody who turned up all the way through the summer. You know, from basically from April, May, June. Yeah, basically from June right the way through up until this this last Sunday. Um, big thank you to everybody who's come. I hope you've all learnt it. I know a lot of you have taken a few things away uh, and have been quite good. So thank you very much. But no more short game Sundays now. That is done and dead until we reopen in 2024. Coaching and personal training. So obviously winter is here. Winter is coming. Uh, personal training is back on the market as well. So £20 a session. Doesn't matter whether you're a golfer or not. I do. It's £20 a session. I have my own private gym. There's three and a half grand worth of equipment sat here. That's ranging from a full Olympic squat rack to a full set of kettlebells and dumbbells. If you want to lose some weight, build some muscle, uh, tone up, get stronger for a sport, whatever you want to do, my services are available and it's 20 pounds an hour. There are some package deals available on the website. Link is in the description. Instagram, if, you've been if you do follow the Failsafe Fitness Instagram, then you will see 30 days of fail-safe golf tips. So these are 30 top tips from me that I tend to use most of the year round. It's just a lot of it is common sense. Some of it isn't. Um, go take a look at that. Like, subscribe and share. And the big news, the big news for fail-safe fitness and the big news for all the players at Himley Hall Golf Centre is that starting October 22nd, I will be doing, and it will be available on the website to book, open venues. So we are going to have four open venues available. Um, there's going to be, obviously, St Andrews. Royal Liverpool, Royal Lytham and St. Anne's, and I think we went with Birkdale in the end. Those four 
golf courses will be available to be played virtually. £20 an hour on the simulator. The simulator obviously is a little R10, so there's no putting, unfortunately. But the we can, and there are two ways to play. You can either play as you, by yourself, £20 an hour. You might even get a couple of rounds in. Or you can bring up to four friends, play a four ball. That's £5 each. <clears throat> and you get access to the simulator with my help for a full hour. So you still be able to get some golf in, even if the weather isn't great. We'll be using the end bay on the range at Himley Hall Golf Centre for now. There is a net, etc. going up very soon. So you will still be able to come and play golf at Himley. Just you're going to be in four balls for an hour. And we're going to be doing those four open golf courses throughout the duration for the next couple of weeks at least. So I'm excited. If you do want more information, there's more information gone up going up on the Himley Hall website, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter X now. Bloody Elon Musk. Um, information will be up, courses will be up, and the full skinny will be up on there. Thank you very much. So let's crack into it, shall we? I've been blabbering on about me for 10 minutes. Let's see what you uh, guys and girls out there have been sending me over the last few weeks. We're going to start with the fitness one. I normally start with nutrition and then fitness, but we're going to start with fitness this time. Uh, this is the... Uh, no particular order for these, by the way. These are just things that I've come across um, my desk over the last sort of five or six weeks. And it's a question I get asked a lot. Um... What are the best exercises? I don't know. What are the best exercises? Now, it all depends on what you want to do. If you want to build your legs, your back, your arms, your chest, they're all very different. But I think if, you, um, if you're trying to build a program, then these are probably the, what, eight or nine exercises that I would definitely include. Staples for every program I do in some way, shape, or another. The deadlift, the bench press, some kind of a squat, bent over row. Those are the four staples that stay in everyone's program. Whether they think they're doing it or not with a barbell, a dumbbell, or a kettlebell, even a med ball or a sandbag. Those are being done by everybody in a program with me at the minute, and there's something that I have always said three four of those should always be in a program uh, start with those three or four staples and then build on with the accessory work you know cable curls dumbbell curls tricep extensions cable tricep extensions whatever you need to do what you think you need to build you can add on to those three or four staples there are four more that I would say if you're do going to the gym at least more than once a week, I mean, we're recommended at least three times a week, then these four should also probably be included. And these are skill-based and highly skilled uh, trainers, if you like. So thrusters can be done with dumbbells or kettlebells, can be done with a uh, barbell 
or a med ball. Lunges are very simple, either forwards or backwards. Choice is yours. Those two, not very high skill base, but do work a lot of the body. And the other two is something that if, if you're a CrossFit, you'll know how hard these are to do. And if you want to do these, I suggest you go to a personal trainer uh, who has either CrossFit experience or CrossFit qualifications or the qualifications that go with these lifts. So the clean and the snatch. So barbell, dumbbell cleans, barbell, dumbbell snatches uh, or kettlebells as well. You need to have some kind of training. You need to be taught properly, especially if you're using the barbell version of those. But clean and snatch are two high-skilled, high-risk um, and high-energy and full-body exercises that if you have the ability and you have the, the chance to give those a try, give them a try. So that's it. Deadlift, bench, squat, staples, bent-over row, thrusters, lunges, and clean and snatch. Those are the eight exercises you probably should be doing in one form or another in your program. Um, and then when, well, I haven't even added in the fact that a plank is good. Dead bugs are good. You know, those things work your core without working your core. You know, core stability is also a great part so those 8 to 10 exercises are staples. If you need to add anything else into it, then you may need to add something into it. And those are the best exercises that I, I personally recommend. The next thing that comes in is that I need to burn some calories. I need to do more. Well, high-intensity interval training is always very good. Um... And the equipment I recommend for this, this is a little little circuit that I, I do, I have done with a lot of my clients and it's a good finisher. So I tend to, if you don't have, if you hate running, but you want to build some cardiovascular, then this is the one. So I do decline press-ups, kettlebell swings, kettlebell high pulls, <clears throat> and then some kind of either goblet squat or step up. So you do 10 reps. The choice is yours. I mean, I, I tend to do either 21, 15, 9. So you do 21 decline press-ups, 21 kettlebell swings, and 21 high pulls with 21 either goblet squats or just squats and then you do 15 and then 9 21 15 9 it's very crossfit but it'll get the heart rate pumping and you're working your entire body and you'll get some cardio in as well so that's the the best kind of middle mini circuit at the end of your session if you hate running or hate rowing it's a great way of building some muscle burning some fat and building some car building a little engine for yourself that's what i would say so that's that's all i can do best high intensity interval training is some kind of kettlebell workout three or four exercises uh 21 15 9 or do three rounds of 10 reps of each the choice is yours 
<clears throat> so you're either doing, you know, 20, 40, 60. You're either doing 884. You're probably doing about 200 reps in total. If you do three exercises, you're doing 45. You do 45 reps of each. So that's 130. So if you add another 45 reps, it's a lot. But it'll burn some fat and muscle. And this is uh, the third one of these is something that I came across quite a bit. <clears throat> People don't want to have chicken legs. People have got either got quite me quite chunky thighs there's a bit of muscle but there's a little bit of fat come now because i haven't been in the gym for a little while so i've got um i got large legs i need to i need to lean them out or i've got skinny legs and I need to build them up <clears throat> so having weak legs um whether that be because they're cellulite or whether they're because they're just skinny these are the four exercises that I recommend to build muscle and fast. So three sets of 10 calf raises, squats, whether that be goblet squat with a dumbbell, kettlebell, barbell, don't care which, some kind of squat. Romanian deadlifts, which can be done with, uh, with dumbbells, kettlebells and a barbell and step ups are those are the four exercises that will build your legs faster than anything on this planet yes there are some static and side raises and this that and the other and but those are the four that are going to pack some muscle on three sets of ten five by five five by five you need to go a little heavy uh, i've always tended to go five by five in my programs because it's just easier for me to go five by five. It was quick, easy, simple. And I think sometimes I got to about five or six reps and I just stopped counting. So I don't know whether I've done eight or whether I've done 12. So five by five for my tiny little brain just made my life easier. But five by five gives you the chance to load a little heavier. Um, and it's easier to count. But either way, those are the four things that are going to help build and burn fat on legs. Calf raises, some kind of squat, Romanian deadlift, and step ups. The fourth question that came across for fitness was what is the best piece of equipment you can use? Again, there's no caveat to that. There's no context, but it was... Oh, I've been told I, you know, I need to use a barbell. I need to use dumbbell. I need to use this. The cable machines are better at that. If you're looking for a one-size-fits-all, um, whether you're in a in a Globo gym, a CrossFit gym, or you just want to work out at home, I cannot recommend the kettlebell enough. Um, start at four, six kilo, then go to eight kilo, then ten then 12 kilo and then obviously <clears throat> after 12 you're looking at 14 16 kilo kettlebell buy one buy two buy them in pairs so if you, you start at four kilo have two four kilos then two six i'll probably go two four kilos two eight kilos two 12 kilos and two 16 kilos those weights will be more than sufficient to challenge you 
whatever your level. Uh, but kettlebells, nothing better than a kettlebell. You can do a workout at home. You can take it with you. You can always find them in the gym. People don't utilize this one small piece of equipment more. Um, so yeah, if there's one piece of equipment you want to buy and you want to keep uh, and you want to be able to build off, you can do so many things with them. It's a kettlebell. The final thing that came across the desk was warm up and cool down. So do I need to warm up? Do I need to cool down? How do I do it? Why do I do it? Is it important? Yes. Yes. And yes to all of those. Um, I see the warm up to a, a gym X gym session uh, or warm up to anything whether that be any kind of sport is that you are you want a dynamic warm-up a lot of, there's been a lot of debate about this but i'm fully on the dynamic warm-up so i see people walk into a gym and they start static stretching so they're there they're stretching the calves off they do they're, you know, they're holding bits here there and everywhere you've been sat behind a desk or you've been sat in your car you know even if you've been walking around all day in work, as, a, as if you work in retail, etc. I know you get a little stiff, so you have a little bit of a stretch. But stretching something that's a little bit tight isn't really getting any blood flowing. All you're doing is pulling, putting stress on the tendon that's attaching that muscle to the, to the bone. So I prefer a dynamic warm-up. So arm circles, I do cross hugs. I do leg swings. I do some squats. A little few. I do a little set of um, two sets of five squats, two sets of five push-ups, two sets of five this, two sets of sit-ups, um, just to feel the body. So arms, shoulders, circles. You know, maybe two sets of five lunges, and then I like to be have someone sit down in a squat for about five, ten, fifteen, maybe even twenty, thirty seconds just to roll their ankles, roll the knees, roll the hips, and just get all the blood flowing through the muscles. Because if you're trying to pull on, a, on an already tight muscle, you're just basically trying to rip the muscle off the bone. You're not actually putting any fresh oxygenized blood or raising the heart rate. So dynamic warm-up is what you need, folks. You need to be in there warming up, getting the blood flowing, get the heart pumping, get the oxygen getting into the muscles that you're going to be working. So the time for static stretching is at the end of your workout. When you finish your workout, spend five, 10 minutes at the end of that workout because you've, you've got the blood flowing and you've worked out and something might feel a little tight. But all you want to do is just make sure that everything's stretched off and everything's nice and loose. Um, And that's it. So dynamic warm-up to start with and static stretching at the end of your workout. There's no, for me, there's no other better way. There's no better way to do it than that. Moving on then to your nutrition things that I've come across. <clears throat> Interesting this week, there's a few different ones that I've come across. Um...
But the first one that I came across uh, was breakfast ideas. I mentioned a few weeks ago about not skipping breakfast. And people are saying, well, what do I eat for breakfast? And if you want something healthy and something simple, here are, I'm going to give you five examples of a, of, a, of a breakfast. They might sound a bit weird, but these are five examples of a varied breakfast that's very similar. So first one is going to be take yourself three Weetabix, some blueberries, some goji berries, sultanas, and some skim milk or whole milk, whatever, almond milk, whatever. But that's one breakfast, nice and healthy. You know, the Weetabix is going to provide you all the fiber and some protein. You've got some antioxidants in there and obviously some more protein in that from whatever milk you're having. The next day, you can have a porridge with skim milk and a chopped banana. Nice and simple, nice and easy. Second day, bran flakes with some skim milk and some sultanas. And maybe an apple. Day number four, think about omelette. Nice, healthy egg omelette. Might even be looking at uh, a little dash of red pepper or some kidney beans. Maybe a handful of mozzarella. Just to boost the metabolism early in the morning and get you set up for the day. And then day number five, look at something like um, either boiled eggs or a porridge with some skin milk and some blueberries and banana. Simple, easy. You can vary your fruits that go with your cereals. You can have plenty of protein. You don't need to eat lots of meat. Um, so give those a go. Those, those are just four ideas. So you've got Weetabix, blueberries, and sultanas. You've got some porridge with some fruit. You've got bran flakes again with some more fruit. You've got a mixed omelette. Or you've got something like a beans on toast. Complete perfect meal, beans on toast. You get all your foods and all the stuff you need from uh, beans on toast on a morning. Can't go wrong. The next couple, in fact the next three, are things that I've been asked about quite a bit. And it's something that I, I did do a little while ago. Um, and I did ask them to go back to it. But these are things that uh, someone said, oh, I've been recommended these things. What, what do I need to know? Um, so the first one we're going to talk about is green tea. Now, green tea extract is one of the most popular ingredients for fat loss. So people are trying to drink it and use it for fat loss. And it's being marketed. You may see, you've probably seen on Facebook Marketplace or Instagram. Oh, drink, take this pill, drink this tea bag. It's just green tea. Um, it's not a magic pill. The person who lost four stone um, hasn't lost four stone from just drinking green tea. They've been to the gym. They've changed their diet. But green tea has lots of health benefits, specifically for fat loss. Uh, and it's been marketed in a way that it's only the green tea that's made me lose four stone. 
I don't think it is. But it does have some good benefits. So what does it do? Green tea is said to be able to help promote fat loss by elevating your basal metabolic rate through thermogenesis. So basically it heats up your system, revs up the system and uh, increases your body temperature, your thermic effect and helps raises your your BMR, your basal metabolic rate by raising your temperature and boosting that temperature to burn more fat, burning more calories. Which leads to, you know, obviously, increased calorie expenditure. Recent studies have also pointed to the fact that green tea extract can potentially aid in the regulation of blood sugar levels. So if you're diabetic, again, or borderline diabetic, green tea can help you control your blood sugar. Um, which is also going to help burn some body fat and hopefully control cravings for sugary foods. So in short, the main attraction of green tea is using it as a fat loss product which contains green tea. It's shown itself over a relatively long period of time to help aid thermogenesis, curb your cravings for sweet stuff, so you'll burn more calories without actually craving sugar, which sugar, a lot of carbs, adds to your calorie deficit. So who needs it? Green tea extract is probably going to aid most people in overall health. It's a great choice for just about everybody. And due to the caffeine content, it might be wise to limit it to a pre 5 p.m. because caffeine has a half-life of about six hours. If fat loss is a primary concern, then green tea is almost a must on the ingredients list in terms of being able to control your cravings for sugar and that's it that's a skinny on green tea i can't give you much more than that because that's all i know those are just the plain and simple facts and what it does the second one that came across um is zinc everybody i've spoken about this i take zinc now it's coming into winter um I tend to take a bit of zinc and off about a hard day I do tend to take a zinc magnesium just to help me recover. So zinc is one of the main material minerals found uh, in small traces in the body mainly within your kidneys and your pancreas. It's classified as a micronutrient and is absolutely essential for overall health. If you are deficient in zinc then you can expect to feel a little bit crap. So when you've had a, when you feel like you've had like six, seven hours or eight hours sleep, and you wake up feeling like crap, it's probably because your zinc levels are low. So zinc has an important role in boosting your immune system, and is important for athletes or people who are exercising in the gym, or playing golf or playing a sport outside because of the constant training that takes place a great deal of strain is put on that immune system and your immune function it also zinc also plays a pivotal role in cell division and growth so if you think about it if you you're trying to build some muscle or you're trying to build burn some fat so if you don't have any zinc enough zinc in your system 
then the cells can't divide and they can't grow because they don't have enough zinc in your system to do that. So that's why you end up getting uh, delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS. So, you know, you've had a good leg day and you can't sit down and go to the toilet, whatever, or get upstairs of your enemy that day. A good help, helping of zinc the night before or in a some kind of a BCAA or a protein shake at the end, which I'll get on to BCAAs in a minute. Um, you know, it's a pivotal role in that, in that function of, of growth and cell division. And somewhat more interesting role of zinc is that it's part in breaking down of carbohydrates and the notion that being deficient in zinc could potentially mean your ability to utilize carbohydrates. So we all know carbohydrates, right? So sugars. Your body needs sugar to burn as energy. And if you haven't got enough zinc in your system, then your ability to burn carbohydrates efficiently when you're exercising or at work or in your daily duties can become compromised. And so you'll feel low in energy all day, even though you've got three Red Bulls and blah, 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 which I don't recommend. Um, so you, you're topping the system up artificially with caffeine and sugars, but your body just doesn't know how to deal with it. So zinc is a vital ingredient in helping you utilize those carbohydrates for energy. Um, best way to get your zinc is dark meat, nuts, and whole grains. So the breakfast I've just mentioned... So the Weetabix, the cereals, the bran flakes, the porridge contain a lot of wheat, a lot of whole grain, a lot of zinc that will help boost your immune system and help you utilize the carbohydrates in the fruits that you've eaten with those meals for energy. Um, who needs it? Everyone. Everyone needs zinc for those people active on a regular basis, especially the ones that are active in terms of you're in the gym three to five times a week, you're playing golf two or three times a week, you're playing sports two or three times a week, you're on your feet all day, every day. Like myself, I'm a greenkeeper and a, and a golf coach and a personal trainer. I do a lot of work all the time. So zinc is, a, is, a, is one of those things where I like to take a multivitamin that has a lot of zinc in or added zinc so I'm getting, I know I'm getting enough zinc in my system through multivitamin and through my diet to make sure that I can get enough energy to last me through the day. Um, so yeah, zinc, great. And it's obviously going to help you recover as well. So and use all that wonderful energy that you have for your breakfasts. So yeah, definitely zinc is a great thing if you need, if you're feeling a bit crap and your immune system's a bit duff, then adding some zinc and magnesium into your diet or a good multivitamin with a large dose of zinc in, at least 60 to 80% of your daily zinc. Um, the only caveat to that is if you are on any kind of uh, calcium supplement, then don't take your calcium supplement and your zinc supplement at the same time. They need to be at opposite ends of the day because calcium stops the absorption of zinc. 
get this calcium in milk. But obviously, once your porridge hits your stomach, that's going to get separated out a little bit more mathematically than, than anything else. And talking of BCAAs, now, I've been recommending BCAAs to a lot of my golf clients, a lot of my clients in general, because they're a great and efficient way of doing things. So branched-chain amino acids contain lysine, isolysine, and valine. They are essential amino acids, which means the body is unable to produce them in any meaningful amounts. So the only way we get lysine, isolysine, and valine is through the food and nutrition that we eat. <clears throat> so they help prevent the uh, catabolism of muscle so they help the break prevent breakdown of muscle which means in theory they should spare your hard earned muscle mass hard earned muscle mass um, and they are great for optimizing recovery so there's a few companies bulk powders um, cymax uh, there's loads of companies out there to be fair there's far too many to mention on this podcast uh, my protein one as well those companies do bcaas as a drinkable form so you can have them as an intra workout and i tend to have a, have a bcaa every day while i'm working as a greenkeeper every day as i'm playing golf uh, i've recommended to my golfers i've recommended to my personal training clients i've recommended that they get some that they use it as an intra during their workouts uh, and they take one at least another one at some point during the day whether it be early on in the morning or late lasting at night just to help top these essential vitamins uh, essential uh, amino acids up um, because if you don't you're just going to be tiring your muscles out you're going to get more sore more sore more sore until you just don't want to go so branch chain amino acids are again they've been a hot topic on my inbox for a while and basically go buy some there's some great flavors lemon and lime strawberry watermelon and strawberry uh, blue raspberry things like that things they are fantastic things to add into your diet as a supplement to help anyone who is going to the gym who's working out hard who is even working hard all day in work they're a fantastic thing to have in your system they're going to help prevent muscle loss and they're just going to help boost you in general the fifth and final thing um is that i'm struggling that, that came across my inbox in terms of nutrition was balance um I can't answer. I'm struggling with balance. I, I don't know what that means half the time because that's just the sentence I get. I'm struggling with a balanced diet. How do I get it? Well, what I recommend for balance in terms of diet is this. Carbohydrates, take in three grams of carbohydrates per kilogram of body weight, one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight, and half a gram to three quarters of a gram of fat per kilogram of body weight you can put this in many apps my fitness pal is one of them <clears throat> you can set this up um, 
and that's the in terms of balance of proteins fats and carbs and obviously caveat to that make sure you're getting some whole grains make sure you're getting some um, pro um, not protein a lots of colorful fruit and veg so the more colors you eat the the more you know zinc and micronutrients that help like micronutrients like zinc we've just talked about help your immune system and help your body function so lots of colorful fruit and veg three grams of protein per kilo one gram of three grams of protein three grams of carbs per kilo of body weight one gram of protein and 0.5 to 0.75 grams of fat per kilogram of body weight if you can stick to that that diet whether you weigh you know 60 pounds or uh, 60 kilo or 600 kilo that's going to put you in somewhere close to where you need to be eating uh, to be pretty healthy and that is your nutrition tips that have come or questions that have come across over the last few weeks getting into the golf then ladies and gents we're almost at the end of the show um, but the big one is the slice fix for the golf guys and girls I hit a 70 yard slice how do I do it I'm gonna explain this as easy as I can so if you put your hands together palms together in front of you and imagine that your hands your arms are your the shaft of your club and the backs of your hands your back of your left or right hand is the face of that club now what I want you to do is I want you to feel like your arm is going to your left side so it's coming across your body now if you open that hand up so twist your hand so your your left hand is on top of your right and now swing swing to the left so what I'm trying to get you to think about there is your arm is the club path so if the club path the club wants to go left and the club face is pointing right so your face to path is what a lot of people call over the top is outside of your swing to inside of your swing so the club has come from the outside of your swing arc and cutting across your left side with an open face pointed to the right and if all you need to do is is try and get that so by closing your left leg so having your your left big toe in front of your right big toe when you're addressed with the club facing at target that's going to help stop you from swinging left with the club then all we need to do then so we, we, we're going to stop the club from cutting across your body like you're trying to hit a little drop shot in tennis cutting the legs off it so that's we're going to that's stopping that and then all we need to do now is close that club face so cl club face if it's still open once you've done that and you're still you're now not hitting a 60 yard 70 yard slice but it's now more of a block that goes starts right and just keeps going right then all we've got to do is move the ball position forward a ball maybe a ball and a half so now you've got to really get into that left side 
but you've closed yourself off so you can't swing left with your club so club path can't go left and now because you were leaving the face of that club open and you've now moved the ball forward you're giving yourself more time to close that face square to hit it straight and that ladies and gentlemen is the simplest way I can I can explain fixing your slice so the relationship between club path the direction the club path wants to go and the relationship between the club path uh, which way it wants to go with the open or closed club face so normally a slice is caused by a club path that's cutting across the back of the ball with an open face so if we can close your stance to stop you swinging across yourself and then move the ball forward in that stance to give you more time to close the club face guess what's going to happen you're not going to hit slice the ball much more you might hit the odd block but you're not hitting a 70 and 100 yard slice and that's the easiest way I, ca I can explain it and it works the same both with left and right handers so whichever foot is your lead foot close it so the big toe of that foot is in front of the other one keep your face to target and see what happens if that fixes your slice great if it doesn't and you've still got this big block going on now move the ball forward in your stance to give yourself more time to close that club face and then just keep moving it until you're basically hitting a hook and then move it back and that's your club club slice done the second biggest thing that's come across my uh, list and it's only been the last couple of weeks because the rain's been coming down and golf courses are getting a little bit wetter is I used to love my hybrid or my three wood or five wood off the deck but now I'm just it's just popping up in the air and I've got loads of I'm just taking a massive divot yes you do need to hit down with your hybrids and your five woods and your fairway woods you do need to hit down at them but what's happened over the summer is the fact that you've been using the, that big large sole of the golf club has been coming into the floor and bouncing off and you've been making good contact well now it's wet that club isn't no longer bouncing out the turf it's just plowing through it like a, some kind of mole plow trying to bury itself under your golf ball so unless you have a thinner headed hybrid I would suggest moving to some kind of a driving iron or a, a wide sole longer iron instead of your hybrid in winter purely because that slightly shallower face isn't going to dig as much um, and you might make a little bit better contact yes they're more difficult to hit than a hybrid but with a hybrid all that weight in the head is just going to bury itself in the mud so you know unless you've been working on your ball striking through the summer which i know a lot of my clients have been because that's what we've been working on then you're probably going to struggle a little bit more as the winter gets wetter by choosing a more bladed hybrid or a slightly thicker driving iron off the deck you may find yourself getting better results than you do with your hybrids and your fairway woods that simple 
this was a big one. Um, I've had a couple of these messages, but uh, I caught someone cheating in a competition. But I don't know what to do. And the simple thing is, just go and tell the truth. Go and speak to your handicap secretary or a member of your committee and say, look, I've seen these cheating. These have seen these cheating. We've seen these cheating. You know, they're hitting off the wrong tees. They're not taking enough drops. They're kicking out the rough. Whatever it may be. Worst case scenario is the club don't do anything. And they continue to cheat. And if that is the case, probably find yourself another club that they don't. And then ranging from the best case scenario, those players are reprimanded, suspended from competitions. Or even banned from the golf club. Depending on what the infraction is, then, you know, it is what it is. But definitely make people aware of it. Because the whispers in the clubhouse of, oh, Jeff off 18 is shooting 38 all the time. He shouldn't be off 18. But he's only shooting 38 because he's, not t he's taking three off the tee and not counting it. He's putting it out of bounds off the fairway and not counted it. He's kicking it out the rough. He's picking placing in the middle of summer. Things like that, they happen. And it might just be a case of them, they weren't aware of the rules or they're not aware of this. And making people aware of the, what they're doing and making the club that you're at aware of what they're doing is also a, a big bonus because then the club can deal with it. It's not your problem. But if you see that these people are cheating and they're kicking balls out the rough or they're not taking penalty shots as they should correctly um, or they're playing from areas that are out of bounds, uh, which we do get a lot. We get, we've got two internal out of bounds at the golf course. We have the pitch and putt and the driving range are internal out of bounds. So if you've crossed those out of bounds, irrespective of whether um, you find your ball or not, you've got a decision to either take three off the tee or drop it on the line it crossed. Um, there is no playing from those areas. And if you're caught playing from those areas, you will be kicked out of that competition. And if you're told more than twice, you'll be kicked out of all the competitions for the rest of the year. So go and take have a word with your committee member, your whoever they may be, your club captain. Somebody that you can go and talk to and tell them what you've done or what you've seen. End of story. Because if you've seen them do it, more than likely others have seen them do it and not said anything. The fourth thing for the golf has been gaining club head speed. And I, I did a post on this the other day on Instagram. Go and take a look at it. But there's no simple way of gaining club head speed. Swing it harder. Yeah, sometimes if you're 50, 60, 70 years of age, swinging something harder can break something else. Um, but there are only, realistically, there are only two ways or three ways of actually gaining club head speed. 
one is changing the equipment that you use. So if you've been using the same set of steel irons for 20 years, switching to something like a KBS Max, a, still a steel iron, but hell light shafts or graphite is going to increase clubhead speed. So modern irons are now all built with hot faces. They're built to be nice and light or light or light or as heavy as you want them, but they're built for clubhead speed to give you more distance. So if you haven't had a set of irons in a decade or you haven't had a set of irons in two decades, there are definitely sets of irons out there now that are going to gain you probably at least a club in distance and probably at least three to five miles an hour in club head speed, without doubt. The second way to gain club head speed is the one that I've done for the last couple of years. And I've said it is the law of di diminishing returns. So when I started playing golf again, I came back with about an 80, 82 mile an hour club head speed. I did 20 weeks or 18 weeks of speed training in my first year. Got it from 80 to 82 to 90 miles an hour. Second year back playing golf, I went from 90 miles an hour to about 94, 94 to 96 miles an hour. And this year, I'm at around 98 to 100 miles an hour. So, I, you know, the first year, the first sort of 8 to 10 weeks, 8 to, tw 8 to 12 weeks of training uh, I did in the first year, I actually gained a big jump, 10, 12 miles an hour. Second year was about 4 to 6 miles an hour. Third year, it was about 4 miles an hour. And going into this winter in 2023... I will be doing an eight-week program uh, sort of from like now, middle of October to the middle of December, and then about the middle of January till about March. So I'll do about uh, eight to 12 weeks at the middle of January to March, uh, end of March to gain some club head speed. I'm probably not going to gain a lot, but I am going to gain a little bit. And I want to be averaging over 100 miles an hour with my driver off the tee uh, throughout 2024. So that 100 miles an hour with the club head efficiency of 1.4, 1.45 means I'll have ball speed at around 140. 100, I'm averaging about 130, 32, 134 ball speed at the minute I want to get that to above 140 uh, I'm a little bit lackluster at the minute so if I can get that above 140 that 140 with a 100 mile an hour swing I'm hopefully going to be gaining some yardage and my drives will go from 240 to 250 I went from averaging about 200 miles the 200 yards to about 210 215 to 230 and now I average 240 um, so if I can gain another 10 mile another two or three miles an hour this winter and then get myself up to the 250 yard drives on average that'll be perfect I just need to stay there so yeah speed training and That physical limitation 
is going to come in onto that. Onto that. So lighter golf clubs and speed training with specific equipment. And then the third and final one, which I know a lot of people don't want to hear, but I am a personal trainer, is training, is going to the gym, is increasing your flexibility, is going and buying a subscription to, um, you know, I think it's Static Golf, I think, or stand, something like Dynamic Golf. They do daily workouts like yoga type programs to increase your mobility, which increased mobility means more range of motion. More range of motion means you're able to move the club through more range of motion. More, more, more club motion means more ability or more length for you to turn and create some speed. So being in the gym, losing some weight, getting some some fitness, being more mobile, looking at your equipment, and of course, something specific like speed stack or swing speed golf, picking up a speed stick and doing their programs, which I have personally done, uh, as well as going in the gym, has gained me from, in four years, going from 80 miles an hour to averaging about 98. So 20, nearly 20 miles an hour which is nothing to be sniffed at in three years. And that's that's all I've got to say in terms of gaining speed. Final question, which is something that I've been asked a lot as well. What do I do in the winter? What do I do in the winter? Is there something like a winter program? Well, for me, winter program, as I've just explained, is I will be doing eight weeks of speed training. I will be doing, I think it's going to be close to five, four or five months in the gym. So minimum two sessions a week. I want to be doing it. I want to be doing at least two, if not three sessions a week in the gym. I will be doing three sessions a week in terms of speed training. I will be going to the driving range once a week. Uh, and I, from... November, so November, December, January, February, those four months, if I play golf a half a dozen times, I'll be lucky, but I'll be keeping my eye in because I'm going to the driving range once a week, I'll be playing once a month, at least once, once a month, if not once every three weeks, and obviously I'll be getting a little bit fitter, my mobility will be getting better, and hopefully my strength will be getting better. And that, that's just the way my winter program is. So my winter program is, is based on we are shut for about four months. Um, hopefully it won't be four months this year. We might get some sunshine like it is today. And it'll be three months. But I plan for four months worth of, of shutdown. So I'm going to get four months worth of exercise in. Four months worth of driving range in. And about six maybe eight rounds of golf in those four months if 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 I'm lucky and that's about it that's me wittering on those I've been the 15 most requested or recently requested questions that have come across failsafefitness at hotmail.com if there's anything you want to talk about or want to hear me talk about on the show Please get in touch. I will do some research and I'll talk about it on the show. 
as I've said, this is the finale to season two of the show. Season three will be coming the first week of November. So we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Um, and I'm going to be quite excited purely because I'm going to be sharing my training with you. So my off-season programming, uh, there may even be a little YouTube series on it of how I test, when I test, and what I test, how I do things as a personal trainer, and how I do things as a golf performance coach. They are one and the same things. My approach to this is exactly the same as it would be if you were a an elite athlete or a beginner golfer and you just want to gain some strength, do some exercise, gain some distance, whatever it may be, I may be doing some videos for YouTube, a little mini series on there. Keep your ears out for the podcast. We're going to take a little break into November for the for the podcast, and then we will be back. There's some exciting things coming. Thank you very much for listening. Please like, subscribe, and share. Don't forget people who have come for lessons with me this year at Himley Hall Golf Center. Uh, client day is the 15th of this month. You've got until dinner time on the 9th of October to get in touch with me to book your place. Places are filling up. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great couple of weeks. I'll see you in, I'll see you. I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy your golf, enjoy your food, enjoy your fitness. If there's anything you need from me, you know how to get in contact with me. It's all on the website and in the show description. Have a great week. My name's been Michael. Bye-bye.